if you're going to go ahead and prepay for your funeral. Prepaid money could be held in a trust for 20 to 25 years or even longer. So potentially a better option could be investing that money. It allows for growth and autonomy over how you'd like that money to be invested. Funds and registered investments could have a designated beneficiary, which allows funds to bypass probate and individuals have quicker access to assist with any cost. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I'm Joe Curry, along with my co-host, Lindsay Wilson. How's it going, Lindsay? I'm good, Joe. Joe's smiling because the last (laughs) intro we did, he almost forgot my last name. (laughs) But I'm well, Joe. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thanks. I'm good. good. It's been a while since we've done one of these intros. It but. has <laughs> been, yeah. But this episode is coming out mid-December and it's really timely because, you know, maybe it's a not a cheerful topic. It's a necessary topic and it's about funeral pre-planning and pre-paying. Yeah. So this was actually a client education event, which is just based around. And it's kind of exciting. We're having Kate Wilson, no relation to Lindsay, uh, <laughs> not that we know of anyway, on the show today. And what's special about that is Kate is actually an associate advisor with our firm and helps with our clients in financial planning. So anyway, we're excited to have her on. And she more or less ran with this as our educational event for our mm-hmm. clients. And because it is something that we get asked about from time to time, and we think it's an imp- important piece of the estate planning. We want to make sure we were talking about this. So pre-planning and pre-paying for funerals. So as Lindsay said, maybe not the most exciting thing. I don't think anyone's probably going to leave the episode at a real high energy level. But <laughs> we do hope that you listen through because there's a lot of intricacies about specifically pre-planning your funeral that I hadn't even really thought of before Kate kind of went through this in detail with us. So I think it's important and it is important to get those thoughts and those wishes out of your head on paper, communicate with family. So Kate's going to talk about that in the episode, but there is some important information here that hopefully you'll get through to the end. Just one thing, a lot of the information comes from the Bereavement Authority of Ontario, and we'll include a link in the show notes to that as well. Yeah, so it's a good point. And in the show, we also mentioned that a couple of the specifics are also because of where the information came from, um, specific to Ontario, but the general idea of the pre-planning and pre-paying, this is going to be relevant for anyone listening. Absolutely. All right. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey, Kate, welcome to the show. First time guest, I'm excited to have you on because obviously you are an advisor at the firm here. I'm excited for people to hear some of your insights. But anyway, yeah, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much, Joe. I'm excited to be here. I'm great. This is my first time I've ever been on a podcast, so I'm very excited. All right. Well, this is a big deal then. But the good thing is that you have some practice. So our topic today is actually something that we just did a client event on, and that was kind of your show to run. So I think we got some pretty good feedback from clients. Uh, It's an important topic. So I thought we might as well share this with our listeners. It'd be a good opportunity to get you on here. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. 
Perfect. Well, let's get started. So today we're talking about pre-planning and pre-paying for funerals. So estate planning is an important piece of what we do in here and your financial plan. And just kind of a subsection of that is the pre-planning and pre-paying for funeral arrangements. So we've been talking to our clients, or we had this educational event on this with our clients, because our theme kind of over the next year really is making sure our clients have all their estate planning up to date, make sure they're communicating that with their family, their beneficiaries. And one piece of that, again, is the prepaying and pre-planning for funerals. So with that all said, I'm going to kind of hand it over to you, Kate, starting with pre-planning, kind of why it's so important and things people should be considering. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Joe. So when we're talking about pre-planning for your funeral arrangements, what we're really talking about is a written document that is going to outline your wishes for your end-of-life services. So essentially, this document can be as brief or as detailed as you wish it to be. So it can have high-level ideas of what you would like, or you can get extremely specific in this document. The key to this, and you'll hear me reiterate this throughout our conversation, is once you have that document prepared, one, it needs to be kept with the rest of your estate planning documentation as well, so it's easy for your family to locate. And the second piece of that is, of course, communicating with your family that you've done this. So before I jump too far ahead into that, really what I've done is broken down the idea of pre-planning for your funeral services into five main topics, and we'll get a little bit into each of those as well today. The first one to consider is if you're pre-planning your funeral arrangement is who your provider is going to be. So when we say provider, what I'm referring to is the operator of a cemetery, the funeral establishment, or the crematorium. So this is going to be who you choose, who's going to sort of center around whatever sort of funeral arrangement that you decide to move forward with. So that's first and foremost who you need to decide when you're actually looking at pre-planning for your funeral arrangement. The second piece to this is your remains. So deciding if you would like a standard burial, a cremation, an entombment, there are also newer alternative options such as alkaline hydrolysis that we've done a little bit of research on as well as an option. In turn with this, is there a specific casket or a specific urn that you would like to be considered for when you pass? And then kind of leading on to that as well, if there isn't necessarily a specific casket that you would like, is there a price point that you would like your family to consider? So for example, you know, on the more budget-friendly side, there are certainly caskets that are, you know, $1,000 or $2,000, but there are certainly ones that go up to $20,000, $30,000. Is that something that you would like or would you like your family to potentially choose something a bit more midpoint? Do you care about that? Is that something that you would like money to be spent on after you've passed? These are all things that you can include in your document. The next topic that we've sort of subdivided this into is your burial. So this is where you would like to be buried. If you have already pre-purchased a cemetery plot or cremation niche, we do recommend that you keep the deed and those documents for that with your estate planning documents as well as your pre-planning arrangements. Is there a family plot that you'd like to be interred in? This is something, have you had that conversation with your family to determine if there is appropriate room for you to be part of that family plot? Does your family know that this is your wishes, that that is where you would like to be buried? Also, if you would like a headstone, some cemeteries, they require either a stand-up headstone or a flat headstone. Is there something specific you would like on your headstone? If you decide to be cremated, would you like your ashes buried in a cremation niche potentially, or possibly your ashes scattered? Or maybe, you know, you have the conversation where some people might prefer to have 
part of their ashes scattered and the other part of their ashes buried as well. So of course, it's really personal preference of what you would like considered. Again, there are alternative options such as green burials or the tree pod burial as well. The second last topic we're going to touch on is your memorial service. So this could include items such as if you would like a wake, a funeral, a celebration of life, church service, a graveside service, or potentially any mix of those types of services. Do you have any specific wishes for those services? That could include, would you like a public memorial or would you like it to be more of a small family gathering, more of a private memorial? Would you have a specific location that you would like to be buried from? So again, it doesn't necessarily have to be from a funeral home or a church. There are alternative options as well. Have you given consideration if there's any specific food or beverages that you would like served? Culturally, sometimes this can be a significance and important. Are there specific music, hymns, videos, or pictures that you would like your family to consider using or being a part of that as well? Who will be your pallbearers? We're not recommending, of course, that you necessarily have these in-depth conversations with your loved ones at this time, but it's more when you're completing this document. Is there someone specific or are there people you have in mind that you would like to be asked that once you've passed? And who would you like to speak at your end-of-life service or give a eulogy? Is there anything specific you would like in either of that when someone's speaking or giving your eulogy? And then finally, if you are doing donations, is there anywhere specific that you would like your donations to be directed towards? Or are there any specific types of flowers or other memorial items that you would like included in your service? And then finally, your obituary. Would you like an obituary? Is there a specific publication that you would like that published in? And then is there anything specific that you would actually like written in your obituary? Again, we've also had the conversations where some individuals have been comfortable writing their own obituaries as well. So those are really the main five main topics that you know we've kind of boiled that down to when we talk about pre-planning your funeral arrangements. And I'm going to just end that with, again, the communication piece is the key here. So communicating with your loved ones that you've gone ahead, you've prepared this, you have this information then really when they're in a time of grief, once you've passed, this is going to significantly help ease the burden for them for having to guess or not have an idea of what you would like and how you would like to be remembered. So we definitely encourage you, if you're going to go forward with this, to communicate that with your family. Okay. Let's everyone take a deep breath. That's a pretty (laughs) depressing talk. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is not a lively topic. (laughs) I'm sorry to get you on here for your first episode, Kate, to have to talk about this, but (laughs) it's okay. Better you than me. (laughs) It's an important one though, right? These are things that to be honest, of course, it's not going to be something that's top of mind. These are things that often we're not thinking of until we're in that state of grief or we're in that moment when we've lost someone that we've loved very close to us and they're not questions that necessarily come up on a regular basis. And fair enough, that's that's completely understandable. But that's why I think, you know, this education piece is so important. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a few things there. You provided a ton of detail, Kate. So to our listeners, there are a lot of things to consider. On the same hand, if you have a really hard time thinking about this, I think just Getting any kind of high-level plans down on paper and sharing it with your family is a good start. If you have a really hard time deciding on some of the intricacies, even again, like hitting off those higher-level items would be important as a starting point. You can come back and revisit that. Just like your estate plan, you should come back and revisit that on a regular basis. Things change, right? Your wishes might change. Options might change. So something to come back to. But why is this important? If you think about it and put yourself in the shoes of your children or whoever else might be looking after these arrangements when you're no longer here, 
they're going to be grieving. They're going to be in a difficult position to be having to think about these things if you haven't shared your wishes, right? So, absolutely. you know, I laugh. It's not exciting because it's not, but it's also something that, again, your heirs, beneficiaries, whoever's looking after this for you, it's going to be difficult for them if there's nothing already in place or nothing that's been discussed as a case said, communication, really important, discussed with family so they know what you're hoping for. So let's move on. So that was pre-planning. This is a, a separate topic. I think some people maybe think that they're two and the same thing, Absolutely. but it's a separate topic and that is pre-paying for funeral services. Mm-hmm. So Kate, I'll let you just jump right in and things people need to consider and look out for. So as Joe just said, prepaying for your funeral services is absolutely not a requirement. It's something we're going to chat about today just as an option. But again, it's certainly not required, but some individuals may prefer to go this route. But what we want to do is just provide you with some high level information today. If it's something that maybe you've considered or maybe it's something you've already gone ahead with around the topic of prepaying for your funeral. So again, it is not a requirement, but if you do decide to go ahead and prepay for your funeral services, a contract must be signed. So when you're signing a contract, there's essentially two ways that you can go ahead and pay for this. The first is being a trust. So you pay for the total cost of your chosen service upfront, and those funds are held in trust for you. They're going to earn income until such time that they're required. The second way you can pay for your contract is through an insurance policy. So you can choose to purchase an insurance policy through the provider, being the funeral home, or you can go to an insure, a separate insurance agent and buy an insurance policy. The amount of the policy will need to cover the full amount of your services that you've chosen. And the policy must then be assigned to the funeral home or the funeral establishment that you've chosen to sign the contract with. So any contract signed after July 1st, 2012, the price is guaranteed as long as the terms of your contract are met. The only caveat to this is taxes are not guaranteed. Therefore, if there are any additional services selected or taxes owing, they will have to be additionally paid for. And if you have already signed a contract to prepay for your funeral services prior to July 1st, 2012, that contract may not be guaranteed. Additional costs could be incurred if the cost of services have increased between the time when you signed the contract and when the services are going to be rendered. So again, the key to one of the things you're going to hear me say frequently during this conversation is to read your contract, read it and understand it completely. Now, of course, if you have signed a contract or it's something that even if you've done it recently and you decide you don't want to move forward anymore with this, you can certainly cancel your contract. A couple of things that can affect your cancellation. If the funds were held in trust and canceled within the first 30 days, a full refund should be received. If your funds were held in trust, For over 30 days, you should receive a refund plus any income earned. However, the provider could retain up to 10% to a maximum of $350 from this amount. In the rare occurrence, a provider may retain the value of supplies and services prior to cancellation. Again, the key here is to read your contract. And canceling a prepaid contract does not necessarily cancel the related insurance policy. So if you had paid through this through an insurance policy, you need to understand and have that conversation with your insurance agent either at the time when you're purchasing the insurance policy or if you're going ahead to cancel that, what sort of costs potentially could be incurred with that. And if you do prepay for your funeral arrangements, you are protected. So if you go ahead and pay through that with the trust, your funds are protected through a compensation fund. If the funds are not available through the provider at the time that you need them, this will cover that, but it is only applicable for licensed funeral establishments. 
So make sure wherever you are going and you're thinking of going ahead and prepaying for your funeral services, that you fully know that they're a licensed funeral establishment. And that is likely something that's going to be extremely prevalent when you're having those conversations. Yeah, I think something to take into account is that everything that we're mentioning is in Ontario. Yes. And I believe that some of the guaranteed contracts actually don't exist outside of Ontario. So that piece would specifically be for our Ontario listeners. Yes, absolutely. And if your funds are held in a trust, the provider is required to choose safe investment vehicles for them as well. And again, if you've purchased an insurance policy, you are covered under the Insurance Act. So we're going to kind of end this conversation with just some considerations. If you're going to go ahead and prepay for your funeral, prepaid money could be held in a trust for 20 to 25 years or even longer. So potentially a better option could be investing that money. It allows for growth and autonomy over how you'd like that money to be invested. Funds and registered investments could have a designated beneficiary, which allows funds to bypass probate and individuals have quicker access to assist with any costs. One question that actually came out of our client event yesterday was a client asked if you're able to pay for funeral expenses before probate is granted. That is something that you can certainly do out of the bank account as well. So funeral expenses can be paid before probate is granted as well. So insurance policy premiums, depending on when you're going ahead and you're prepaying for your funeral, ensure that the premiums, of course, make sense for where you're at. So if you're a little bit older and the premiums are going to be more expensive for you to get that insurance policy, that's something that you should take into consideration how much you are paying for that insurance policy. Because again, this could be something that you're going to be paying for for 20, 25 years or longer. And also determine the length of time that the insurance policy you're purchasing is for, because there could be potential premium increases when that comes due as well. And then the final point here is if you are prepaying, that is tying you really to that funeral home. Again, these are services you may not use for 20, 25 years or even a longer time horizon than that. So the risk is that the funeral home or the services that they offer may not be up to the standard when you originally signed that contract. So that could deteriorate over time. So those are just some considerations when you are thinking of prepaying for your funeral arrangements that you should think of. Yeah. So there's obviously a lot to think of there. I mean, this is going to be a personal preference, but you know, everyone should get some thought to that. Now, for me, I know we talked a little bit about this last night at the client event too, but I kind of think I value the flexibility. And, you know, one of the arguments I think for why you might want to prepay your funeral is because, well, the cost is going to go up. So if you don't pass away for another 15 years of inflation, the cost is going to be a lot higher. But on the same hand, by taking the money out of your pocket today to fund this, you're also losing the future value of that money, right? So mm-hmm. hopefully that money, whether you keep it and it's growing or whether you've set a cost, you've taken it out of your pocket, now you're not getting the growth. So I'm not sure that that's the best argument to get. But if you want to do it because you just want to make sure your family doesn't have to worry about it and that's important to you, then I think that would be the main reason why you might want to prepay your funeral. I think that's probably as much information as we can handle on <laughs> funerals right now, Kate. So If we could just wrap this up, maybe with one or two or maybe three action items that people should take after listening to this episode. So the biggest thing here is we want you to give thought to what you would like. So we hope that by listening to this episode, you put some consideration into what you would like for any of your end of life services. Your wishes do not have to mirror that of your spouse. So, you know, if you would prefer something that is a little bit uh, smaller family gathering, but your spouse would prefer something that is more of a public memorial to them. That is wonderful, but just really give thought to what you personally would like. Write down 
your wishes and again, keep them with your estate planning documents. So that's really the second action item here is once you've listened to this episode, if it's kind of triggered some ideas about what you may like, absolutely just write them down. It can be simple as that, a written document that you just keep with everything that your family can refer to. And then I'm going to just end this with what I hope is the biggest takeaway here is for all of your estate planning documents and all of your end of life wishes, communicate this with your family. You do not have to have an in-depth conversation if that's something you're not comfortable with. Even just letting them know that this has been completed and this is where they can find the information is going to help them so much during a time of grief. I think we'll leave it at that. (laughs) That's great. I think that's enough. But yeah, really important topic. Again, not a fun thing to talk about. So hopefully, if you've lasted with us right to the end of this episode, it's because you realize it's important and you're going to take some action. So until next time, take care, everyone. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.